0: welcome to this episode, this week's episode of the Cancer Cure Me podcast. It's your host again, Russell Pete, with another amazing guest tonight, today, to share with you uh, how cancer cannot just be something that people have to deal with, but how cancer can literally change people's lives and help them change the lives of others as a result. Uh, today, I have a real special guest, someone I've come to know and and respect, and I think you're going to absolutely going to love her story today. So. Uh, She is an uh, an attorney, an author, mother of twin boys, and another little one. I can't remember her. The number three was a boy or a girl, but I think it's another boy. So three boys, I think. Currently out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, Soon to be my good friend, Miss Stephanie Curry. Stephanie, welcome to the Cancer Cured Me podcast.
1: Hi, Russell. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Fantastic. Well, Stephanie, again, we'll jump into it. You and I had a previous conversation so I want to make sure we get right into it and not waste a whole lot of time. I want to—I sh- found your book as I t- shared with you. Uh, my colleague Doug Kelly, who was also a fellow cancer—I hate using the word survivor—but uh, he, okay. he, what we had in common is we both went to the, can- the Rubio Cancer Center in Mexico. And I saw your your husband Scott had post- made a post about your book on Doug's Facebook page. I guess he'd heard about Doug's cancer story, and, and when I saw the book, it immediately. Uh, I said, man, I've got it. You know, I, I have this philosophy that I read anything that I feel would bring me closer to my goal. And, mm-hmm. and, um, anyway, your your book is Breaking the Chains of Cancer. And, but it was a unique twist on it. We'll get into that in just a second. So I immediately downloaded the book. And as I mentioned to you the other day, just reading the preference captivated me just because it was your approach to, I mean, there's lots of cancer books out there. And, but your whole approach without giving away, I'll let you share your story but without giving it all away, but your approach, to the cancer book is what, what captive grabbed me by the heart. And uh, especially as I, as, as I delicious know, we're currently going through this same journey with my wife now, but I'll let you tell that story. So I, I just want to set it up on how I found your book. Again, the name of the book is breaking the chains of cancer. And I know there's yes. a subtitle, but I'll let you share all that. But, uh, but here's the unique thing guys, for those of you yes. listening, Stephanie actually did not have cancer. It was her twin sister jackie who had cancer so without telling your whole story stephanie would you mind just kind of sharing your story jackie's story as well just this whole cancer story go for it
1: sure yes so my twin sister was diagnosed with cancer um 11 12 years ago now and i was living in new york and she was in colorado where our parents are with her daughter And um, it was just very, everything happened very quick. She had been experiencing symptoms for about a year prior to her diagnosis, maybe even longer. Um, But it just got to the point where she was experiencing so much pain in her stomach and just random vomiting and just um, eventually severe enough pain that she went to the ER. Normally, she'd go to urgent care and they kept sending her home with, you know, little fixes. Oh, it's this, that. Just take this pill. You should be fine. Um, and it, it it wasn't. And so she went to the ER and they immediately were, said, it's your gallbladder. No one had told her that. Um, they immediately knew what was causing her problems and her symptoms. And they sent her for testing and imaging. And they discovered her gallbladder was full of gallstones. And so they um, it sent her for surgery, said, we're going to remove your gallbladder and you should Be leading a much healthier pain-free existence. And so she went in for her surgery. They removed her gallbladder, but the doctor noticed it looked a little odd. Um, And so he sent it for testing. Um, And then at that point is when they found cancer cells in the gallbladder. Now it wasn't enough for them to be very concerned. Um, I remember they had multiple doctors confirm that there were cancer cells in her gallbladder because at the time she was 28, and um, gallbladder cancer in someone in their 20s, gallbladder cancer is really rare, for one. And for someone in their 20s, it's even rare. It's just almost unseen. Right. So I recall them having four or five doctors confirm that it was, in fact, cancer cells. And so our doctor called her in and said, we found cancer cells. We're going to open you up. We're going to scrape off. If we find any more, we're just going to scrape them off. And there's almost no chance it's spread. I mean, you should be fine. We're going to get this done quickly. get you out of here. You probably won't even have to do chemo treatment or anything. Wow. And so they went back and opened her up again, except this time they actually opened up her stomach because many of you know gallbladder surgery. They don't open up your stomach anymore. They just do lap, 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 lap prop, I don't know what it is. It, Yeah. Lap, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they actually opened up her stomach and they found that it had spread. It was just, it was everywhere. It was in her stomach, her liver. It was just everywhere. And it was so wow. bad. They actually closed her back up and said, you have four months to live. We, there's nothing wow. we can do. Wow. Um, we You can try treatment if you want. It's unlikely to work at this point. Um, she did go through chemo. Uh, she did do really intense chemo. And she lived for a year before um, passing away. Uh, and so in that journey, even at the beginning of it, I was looking for prayer books. You know, I am a woman of faith, um, a Christian. I was looking for prayer books to just support me in my prayer journey to support my sister. And as you mentioned, I think the different thing about my prayer book, breaking the chains of cancer for loved ones who are for people who have a loved one battling cancer. And so it's not necessarily for the person diagnosed with cancer because there are many prayer books for them. But there weren't any prayer books at the time. This was uh, about 10 years ago now. There weren't any prayer books at the time for loved ones. Just how can I be supported and support my twin sister as she goes through this? And my prayers are going to look a little different than um, the person with cancer. And I might even see things differently or even see more or just have a different perspective or a different way of praying for her than she would pray for herself, I think. Right. And so that's what I was looking for. Couldn't find it. So that's where I think God planted the seed. You can write this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I did.
0: <laughs> wow! 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 Guys, can you? I mean, and and I've, I think from our previous conversation, you said as soon as you found out, I mean, you were I think at the time you were six months pregnant or something like that. Is that right?
1: Yes, I was six months pregnant with twins, living in New York, had just gotten a job. I barely but I. Barely been out of law school, had <laughs> been in my job for four or five months, if that. I don't even know how long it was, but it was less than six months, I think. Wow. Love my job. Uh, my husband was in you know, the finance sector, as many who are in New York City. Um, his job, there's only three cities in the United States that does this, and one of them was New York City, and the other was not Colorado Springs, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, it's my twin. She was diagnosed with cancer. They said it was terminal. I I
0: it was, me, I was
1: like, me. I have to fly back now because right, I was getting right. to the point where I couldn't fly. Um, and I did, I knew once the twins were born, I probably wouldn't be able to go anywhere. So I was like, I'm moving back to Colorado. And I was on a plane within two weeks and gone. Wow. And um, I told my husband, just, just pack up everything. And just, you know, so he could wrap up every, everything. I was just, just get here before the boys, the twins are born. And so he <laughs> stayed um, in New York for a few more months and did everything by himself. He packed up our apartment and, you know, just wrapped everything up. And then he was, of course, in Colorado Springs a few months later. Um, And that's where we've been ever since.
0: Wow. And yeah. and just again, uh, what captured me most about your, your book, <laughs> excuse me, was that it's written from the perspective of a loved one. In your case, you're a twin sister. I don't know how much closer you can get right. <laughs> to a loved one than being the twin sister. And I don't know, I'm I i do not have any, I don't have a twin, but I, I hear so many stories of how 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 you think like and I mean it's just there's so much. So to be you didn't go through it, but you did go through it in a way because she's your twin your twin sister and you guys are so close. And that's a whole nother story that for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, but uh but then as I, I told you, the reason I love your I love your book is because I've as as the whole point of this podcast is I've I've gone through cancer. I came out on the other side, as, as I said, say, I'm, I've been cancer free now for at this point over eight years. And exactly. and so it's one thing to go through cancer or cancer yes. journey by yourself, but now I'm going through it with my wife. My wife yes. is recently diagnosed with breast cancer, as you know. And and as much as I we are both confident. That the Lord is going to heal her just like He healed me. And He's going to okay. use the Rubio Cancer Center to do it, and all the other protocols that we we go through for maintenance and stuff like that. Even though I know all of that, and I'm absolutely confident, it is still tough because I feel completely as a husband. I, I thought the guys listening to this podcast who are married or spouses or something—you can probably relate. I feel completely helpless. Now I, I have total faith and confidence in, in God, but I feel like I can't how I can't do anything. I don't I don't like to see my wife. Suffer. You don't like to see your sister suffer. I don't like to see her in pain, discomfort, anything at all. And even though I know that we're on the right path, I just so that's why your preference. And again, now I've read the introduction and started reading the book. I mean, it's just and it's not a big read, guys. We'll talk about where you can get the book here in just a few minutes. But it just grabbed me by the heart because I said, This is what I need right now, because all I, I'll, I all I can do, even though I can, there's nothing else I can do besides just be there for her, help her out with what protocol she needs, help out with the kids and, and the house. But what I have to do most is just continue to pray. And that's what your book reassured me is. That now I have a, a position in which I can pray and I know what I can pray for and how I can pray for her because that's all I can do as her husband currently outside of helping out. But uh, that's the way. So that was what, and that's what I think people are going to love most about your book is that it's one thing to go through it. And many people are listening. They're probably going through cancer, but just know that your friends, your family, your spouse, your children, they are going through it with you. That's great. Uh, and they need, uh, they they may need, just like Stephanie, they may need a different way to help you, a different perspective or or looking for a way. Maybe they're not believers like you and I are, but this could be, this book can still benefit them and help them just see things differently. Because as you probably know, Stephanie, at least I've known, and as I've, you know, I've been able to talk with hundreds of other cancer, cancer patients, uh, is that people always have advice <laughs> for people mm-hmm. who have cancer. I mean, and it's and it's always, you know, you better do this, you better do that, you better do this, don't do that. And, and in our case, going to Mexico and all the folks I know who've, who've gone out of the country, for alternative treatment, i just like you're what you're doing what, and they've always got they're just always have an opinion and always have some advice. So I think giving loved ones a different way to look at their loved ones going through cancer and a different way to help them through prayer. Or I'm sure in the book you all I, I haven't gotten to those points yet, but I'm sure there's other things you share in the book that ways that you can help. That in addition is just praying for your for your loved one. But anything else you want to add to that? I just I think help this book is not not just going to help people pray for their loved one but also help them in other ways anything you want to add on that
1: yes i um I agree yeah as you said earlier the journey involves everyone it wasn't just my sister although her cancer it's her cancer journey but i think in my book i address you know it's everyone now who loves that individual is engaged in this journey with them and even um, highlighting the fact that it's a spiritual battle that you're in which is why it's so important to be praying and so I, my book is, the way it's laid out is there's prayers actually written that you could, you can use, you can reward, you can actually just take it and pray it to God that address the different situations that your loved one may be facing, such as um, they're struggling with chemo or like my sister, uh, as she went along the way, um, the chemo infertility caused by chemo, um, just anxiety, the extreme nausea that comes with. Those kinds of treatments and anxiety you may start to get when you have to go to chemo or radiation. And then, of course, the side effects, the medicine that makes you just out of it. My sister had a young daughter. Right. And so praying for her family, her daughter, her fiance. Um, and just those things that, you know, my sister towards the end, she was so, so medicated. I'm not even sure she could form a sentence to pray for herself. She was sleeping uh-huh. much of the time. And so uh-huh. Being able to be that spiritual support for her to pray for her when she couldn't pray for herself, um, I think is just important as believers to just surround our loved ones with prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my journey is a little different. Russell, you were healed from cancer. Praise God. That's just what a testimony and that your healing has is bringing glory to God through what you what's birthed out of your healing. I mean, this podcast. I don't know what else that all of the people you've talked to must have must be so encouraging and just so edifying to you and the people that you share the stories with. And your wife, too, is in this cancer journey. And I believe, too, that she's going to be healed um, by the grace and power of God. And my sister was not healed here. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a little bit of a contrast. And I think that was really the. Um, I think I was saying earlier, the impetus of my book, that's what really made me sit down and start writing. I had the idea when my sister got diagnosed, there is no book like this. I want to fill kind of that gap. But, you know, whether or not I was actually going to write this book, I don't know. (laughs) But... I'd never written a book before. Right. Once my sister passed, I learned so much. You know, I had so many questions for God. Why did you take my sister? The We had people all over the world praying for her. Right. People every, you know, just we couldn't have prayed more or harder, I don't think. Right. Um, and so just really struggling with that aspect of my faith. I had never known before. I don't think the God who takes away. I'd wow. never known kind of. Um, such loss. My twin and I were very close. We talked multiple times a day. We were the best of friends. And so I didn't understand why God took my sister. And also, um, just the way we came into life, I know this is another story, but I do want to touch on, you know, my sister and I were adopted. And so the fact that we were adopted together as twins, It was even harder, I think, to lose her because I, I questioned God, why did you save us and let us be adopted together and then take her from me? Like, why would you give us all this time together and then rip us apart? Um, And so, you know, having to learn to be thankful, like that was a blessing and a miracle that I got those 29 years together with my twin. The time that we got, the fact that she's saved, I'm going to see her again. All right. the promises of healing in the scripture, what does that mean now that my sister isn't here? Can right. I still claim those promises? Can you still claim your, those promises as right. your listeners have loved ones who may not be recovering? They may not be getting better. I mean, thousands mm-hmm. of Christians die from cancer, and it doesn't mean that God's promises aren't for them as well. And so what does that mean for our faith journey? And I think it's all to glorify, you know, we've, we've talked about this. It's all for the glory of God. And it's easy to say. But the Bible does point to that. And I think there were some scriptures that I really held on to after her passing that really just encouraged me and not necessarily made it, it doesn't make it better, but it does help you be able to um, see the light and how God can take the death of someone and use it to glorify him and plant seeds and bring fruit that maybe couldn't have been brought otherwise. So however he is going to glorify his name and grow his kingdom and encourage you and the people around him, he's going to do it that way. Um, the I want to, again, the battle of her life was physical, but her spiritual life, you know, is eternal. And so even though the loss, her physical loss is is temporary, I'm going to see her again. And the spiritual victories we gain through prayer and the support in that journey, that's eternal. So for people who are have loved ones who maybe have passed or are not doing well, that you're not sure if it's going to be turned around for them, just the spiritual victories are still there and just so into them with prayer and sow into their spiritual life and allow them to sow into you. God can use their journey to transfer, transform your mind and your heart, and that's eternal victory. And that's we got to grasp those victories and praise God for them because who knows what fruit God is going to use to touch
0: people? Absolutely, I'm so glad you shared that. Um, we talked about that when we talked before. That that was absolutely edit that what the spark that ignited you to, to move forward with the book. Yes. And, you know, it's so easy. And, you know, the the folks that I've, the the previous podcast interviews that we've had so far have been people who've won their journey and, and beat it. And, and you know, and, and have, as a result, they've been changed and all of this stuff. And I'm so glad that, that you mentioned that because not everyone does. And it's so easy to say, oh, just go to the Rubio Cancer Center and look at this. I mean, I've, as I've mentioned to you and mentioned on the podcast, I've referred dozens of people to the Rubio Cancer Center and most of them, probably ninety-five percent of them, have come up with similar results. Have been cured of their cancer, but some of them haven't. It's a miracle. And I typically don't talk about the ones who haven't, but yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they're they're just as important. You know, God yeah. loves them just as much as He loves the ones that that He cures. But it is hard to imagine or even understand. You know, God's infinite wisdom and our finite wisdom. As you said, why would you do this? Why would you t- bring us up the way you did? believe can bring us to keep us together, and then rip us apart. And I mean, that's a big question. I mean, mm-hmm. and how do you r- settle that in your heart and still have this faith and confidence and and belief in, in in God? And it's I, I can't imagine um, that. What that means, but I, I think I'm so glad you shared because there are people listening who are who had loved ones pass, and that's why I, I think I think your book was so timely for me and so right for anyone, not just people who have loved ones, but even someone going through it, because someone going through it, it, you can help them realize, hey, you know what, maybe my sister, maybe my husband, maybe my kids need this book, mm-hmm. and it can help them. Especially, Imagine being a believer and going through cancer, and and you and you know, people who have it. That's the great thing, I think, about going through any sort of major challenge, even be a life-threatening or not. If you're a believer, you have hope. Yeah. And uh, But some people don't. Even your children may not have hope, may not have faith. They may not be believers. And you're always praying for them and that the God will work on their heart. But maybe your book, for someone who currently has is going through cancer, or anything, maybe if they get your book and pass your book on to one of their family members who may be a believer or may not be a believer, that could be the way God's going to use their journey to bring glory to himself and open up their heart. And who knows what can happen? Amen. I just, it's so amazing you know i jokingly say god has a sense of humor sometimes but he's always going to work his plan and we just have to sit back and just enjoy the journey that he's has us on so i think that's so important from all different aspects but again i promise not to the first time we talked we talked and talked and talked i promise <laughs> on the interview not to waste your time i appreciate your time <laughs> stephanie and looking forward to to spending connecting more when we get out to colorado connect with you guys and just continuing this friendship and let this relationship continue to grow. But thanks for being on. Before I let you go, I know where, where I got your book. Where can people find your book?
1: You can buy my book on Amazon um, online. I highly recommend the print version because it does have um, areas for notes and just to write your reflections and a little more about your journey. I think it's great to remember how you're feeling and what you're praying in those moments. So Breaking the Trains of Cancer is available on Amazon. Uh, Stephanie Curry. I think there may be other books with that title now at the time, but now there might be. So um, Stephanie Curry, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your support. And I hope that even just one person is encouraged by this this episode.
0: Absolutely. I hope if even just one person, life has changed. And and that's what this podcast is all about, Mm -hmm. how... Cancer or any other major life-threatening disease, how it not only not people just cured, and, just, and we just talked about that, but how it changes them. How it changed me. As again, I've said a hundred times in this podcast, maybe a better husband, a better father, a better leader. In your case, it made you a better Christian. That's it right. Made you it, it strengthened your relationship with God okay. because you had it helped you deal with questions you had with God. But look how you've been able. Even now, through this podcast, because I anticipate this podcast reaching thousands and thousands of folks, and your book, which is already, I mean, people go to Amazon, they see the reviews, just the reviews on the book that you have currently. People saying, This is exactly what I needed. This is exactly what I needed to pray for my mom, my sister, whatever it is, guys. But, you know, again, you didn't have cancer, but you did through your sister. But you fit right into our podcast because you have been changed and you are now changing the lives and empowering the lives of others through through the book that you decided to write because of your sister's cancer journey. So thanks again. Thank Stephanie. you. All glory to God. <laughs> Find the book. Amazon. Go there now, guys. Amazon.com. Stephanie Curry, C-U-R-R-Y, Breaking the Chains of Cancer. It's a beautiful kind of pink, pinkish red cover. You, you can't miss it. Just Stephanie Curry, Breaking the Chains of Cancer. Get the book, pick it up, And as we both said earlier, maybe pass along, pick up two copies, maybe pick up three copies and pass along to a friend or relative or coworker, someone who you know, maybe you just came across this podcast, someone shared with you, maybe you know someone else who's going through it. Don't just focus, obviously focus and pray for the person going through the journey, but realize their family members are going through it as well. And this could be something that could really benefit them. And and who knows, changed their life and as a result, change someone else's life. So thanks again, Stephanie Curry. Looking forward to having you back on again or unless just connecting in the future on all the other things Mexico. So thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.